0: It's time for Weekdays with Wilk, your daily dose of sports and how it affects the state of Utah. Here's your host, Tanner Wilkinson. Hey, welcome on in. It's Weekdays with Wilk. Hope you enjoyed your Monday. It's Tuesday, February 2nd, and uh, I don't want to waste any of your time. Let's get right into the rundown. Do you know what a rundown is? Uh, can you get this rundown for me? This rundown better be really good. But It sounds like the rundown is really important. The Los Angeles Lakers enjoyed a victorious end to their seven-game road trip. Anthony Davis and LeBron James carried the Lakers to a 107-99 victory in Atlanta. Davis finished with 25 points, and James provided 12 of his 21 in the final period. The Lakers surged ahead with a 16-0 bridging the third and fourth quarters. The Hawks got within 98-97 on Trey Young's three-pointer, but James responded with a Trey, a block on Clint Capella, a layup, and four straight free throws. That sealed the outcome. Montrez Harrell came off the bench to score 19 as the Lakers finished 5-2 and on their road trip. Young had 25 points for Atlanta. Checking out the rest of Monday's NBA action, Drew Holiday goes for 22 points. Bobby Portis added 21, and the Bucks thumped the Trailblazers 134-106 to end a two-game skid. The Bucks went 21-42 from three-point range and shot 55.2% overall. The Rockets hit an NBA record tying 11 three-pointers in a 48-point first quarter that sparked their 136-106 romp over the Thunder. Eric Gordon scored 25 points in Houston's sixth straight win. Devin Booker hit a three-pointer with 1.5 seconds left in his first game since January 22nd, sending the Suns to their third win in a row, 109-108 at Dallas. Chris Ball finished with a season-high 34 points to go with nine rebounds and nine assists as Phoenix handed the Mavericks their sixth consecutive loss. The Grizzlies stretched their winning streak to seven games as Gorgie Jank scored 19 points and Brandon Clark had 18 in a 133-102 dismantling of the Spurs. Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton added 17 points apiece as Memphis won its second straight game after a 12-day layoff due to the league's health and safety protocols. De'Aaron Fox scored 38 points, including 17 straight Sacramento points during the final seven minutes of a 118-109 comeback win against the Pelicans. Rashawn Holmes had... 17 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 blocks for the Kings, who won for the fourth time in 5 games, despite trailing by 10 in the final period. Malik Monk came off the bench to score a career-high 36 points and made 9 three-pointers in the Hornets' 129-121 decision over the Heat in overtime. Devontae Graham added 24 points, and Charlotte rallied from a 10-point deficit in the final 2 minutes and 47 seconds of regulation. Lowry Markinen scored 30 points, and Zach Levine added 17 of his 21 in the second half of the Bulls' 110-102 downing of the Knicks. Markinen scored 23 points and nailed 5 of seven threes as the Bulls grabbed a 59-55 halftime lead. Collin Sexton furnished 26 points, and Jarrett Allen added 23 with 18 rebounds as the Cavaliers earned a split of their home-and-home series with the Timberwolves, 100-98. Darius Garland had 19 points and 11 assists for the Cavaliers, who had lost four of their previous five games the Pistons Nuggets game in Denver was postponed due to COVID-19 issues with Detroit because of ongoing contact tracing within the Pistons the team did not have the league required eight available players good news though for Detroit it uh, came back as a false positive and they will be in Utah tonight Golden State Warriors rookie James Wiseman will be sidelined more than a week with a sprained left wrist suffered against Detroit on Saturday The 7-foot center landed on his wrist when he was bumped coming down from a dunk off an alley-oop pass from Draymond Green with 6.21 remaining in the third quarter of a 118-91 route of the Pistons, but he kept playing. Wiseman's averaging 12.2 points and leads all rookies with 6.1 rebounds and 1.3 blocks per game. College basketball, Oklahoma saw its five-game winning streak come to an end just hours after cracking the top ten in the AP men's basketball poll. Terrence Shannon Jr. scored 15 points, including four free throws in the final 39 seconds to send 13th-ranked Texas Tech past the number 9 Sooners, 57-52. The Red Raiders had their largest lead at 50-40 with 321, following three-pointers by Kevin McCuller and Shannon. The Sooners responded with seven straight points and pulled within a basket before ending a five-game win streak. Sooners' winning streak included three straight games against top 10 teams. Oklahoma was without starting guards Austin Reeves and Alondez Williams because of COVID-19 protocols after both also missed Saturday's 66-61 win at then number 9 Alabama in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Drake earned a victory just hours after cracking the pole for the first time in 13 years. Tremel Murphy scored 30 points in the 25th-ranked Bulldogs and proved to 17-0 with a 95-60 pounding of Illinois State. Murphy finished 6 of 10 from three-point range as Drake easily exceeded its average of 82.2 points per game. Texas men's basketball coach Shaka Smart said he had significant symptoms while in extended isolation from his team and family after testing positive for COVID-19. Smart returned to the team Sunday and will be on the bench against Baylor today. He didn't detail the extent of the symptoms he experienced, but he appeared frustrated that Texas played last week's home loss to now number 9 Oklahoma when the Longhorns were missing their head coach, two starters, and a key reserve because of COVID-19 protocols. Purdue's charter flight was diverted to Indianapolis on Monday because of mechanical problems, according to the Athletic Department. The 24th-ranked Boilermakers left their campus in West Lafayette, bound for Maryland, where they were scheduled to take on the Terrapins on Tuesday. According to a statement issued by the team, Purdue was scheduled to change planes in Indy before resuming the trip. Top-ranked Gonzaga has announced that Thursday's game against Loyola marymount will not be played as scheduled due to COVID-19-related protocol within the Lions program. The Bulldogs are coming off Saturday's 22-point win at Pepperdine and they now aren't scheduled to play until February 11th at Santa Clara. Boston College will have only four scholarship players available for Tuesday's men's basketball game against number 20 Florida State. Coach Jim Christian says he will fill out the rest of his bench with players from the scout team. Christian said the team was off for 11 days and he has had only two practices with the five walk-ons who will be on his bench against the Seminoles. DePaul's game next week at third-ranked Villanova has been postponed, one of three schedule adjustments for the Blue Demons announced by the Big East Conference Wednesday. Their game against Xavier's postponed due to COVID-19-related issues, and DePaul's previously postponed game at St. John's on January 2nd has been rescheduled for February 20th. Kentucky will play at number 18 Missouri on Wednesday, one day later than scheduled. The move is an adjustment following a weekend because... Kentucky will play at number eighteen Missouri on Wednesday, one day later than scheduled. The move is an adjustment following a weekend pause because of a poverty. Kentucky will play at number eighteen Missouri on Wednesday, one day later than scheduled. The move is an adjustment following a weekend pause because of COVID nineteen testing, contact tracing, and quarantining within the Wildcats program. The pause resulted in the cancellation of Saturday night's meeting in Lexington, with Kentucky going up against number five Texas in the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. Gonzaga and Baylor continue their season-long run atop the Associated Press men's college basketball poll. The Zags received 61 first-place votes from a media panel, and Baylor had the other three. Third-ranked Villanova is followed by Michigan and Houston, with Texas, Ohio State, Iowa, Oklahoma, and Alabama rounding out the top ten. Moving on to some NFL news, the Kansas City Chiefs have placed a pair of backups on the COVID-19 list as close contacts as they begin their final preparations for Super Bowl 55 against Tampa Bay. Neither wide receiver Demarcus Robinson or center Daniel Kilgore actually tested positive for COVID-19, which means they could still play on Sunday. Both would need to return negative tests throughout the entire week to get off the list. Packers general manager Brian Gatunsk and coach Matt LaFleur say they expect Aaron Rodgers to remain their team's starting quarterback in 2021 and beyond. Rodgers had said after the Packers' 31-26 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game that there's a lot of guys' futures that are uncertain, myself included. USA basketball won't have to wait long for intrigue at the Tokyo Olympics. The U.S. men will face France in its group opener, and the U.S. women were placed in the same group as host Japan when the draw for the rescheduled Tokyo Games was held last Tuesday. The U.S. men will also face Iran and the winner of the qualifying tournament in Canada as its other Group A rivals. The last time the Americans played France was in the 2019 quarterfinals of the Basketball World Cup in China. France prevailed To end the U.S.'s medal hopes, the U.S. men are seeking a fourth consecutive gold medal. The Tokyo Games are opening up on July 23rd, one day after the NBA says it's the last possible date for this season's finals. USA Basketball's roster won't be finalized until June at the earliest and will undoubtedly hinge on how deep some players like LeBron James go into the postseason. The games were rescheduled from last year, uh, and the ongoing coronavirus pandemic has prompted some to suggest they will not or should not happen this summer either. But uh, it's been insisted that the games will, in fact, take place starting July 23rd. In local sports, the Jazz will try to start another winning streak tonight when they host the Pistons. Utah's 11-game winning streak ended Sunday with a loss at Denver. The Jazz announced they are increasing Vivint Arena capacity to nearly 4,000 beginning tonight. The Jazz sit at 15-5 and 5 on the ro- and will go on the road Thursday to play the Hawks in Atlanta. And the recent hot play of the Jazz is getting their head coach some recognition. Quinn Snyder was named the NBA's Coach of the Month yesterday. The Jazz winning those 11 games is what promoted Snyder to this position. It's the second time Snyder has won the award. The Utes will return to their home court Thursday against the Arizona Wildcats in a Pac-12 matchup. Utah's game scheduled for tonight at Arizona State was postponed by a positive COVID-19 test among the Utes. Utah sits at 7-7 with a 4-6 conference record. Now, BYU was scheduled to play at San Diego tonight and Thursday at Portland Uh, The game against San Diego tonight has been postponed due to positive cases in the San Diego Toreros program. So that game will not be happening tonight. A huge disappointment for BYU. Cougars most recently survived a Saturday game against Pacific that went to double overtime at home. And in college basketball Thursday, preview ahead, Weber State takes on Montana State in Big Sky action. Utah State visiting Fresno State. The Aggies sit at 13-5 with a 10-2 record in the Mountain West. That is a look at your rundown today. Uh, lots going on, a lot to recap from a Monday, and a lot to, to preview for a Tuesday And what's uh, going to be a pretty busy night. Uh, Tuesday is always a busy college basketball night, uh, not so much in the NBA, but there are a couple NBA games uh, going on as well. Big congrats uh, out to Quinn Snyder uh, for winning Coach of the Week. That's not something to be, to be taken lightly, and I think Quinn is just one of those guys who's always going to play this down not take the credit, give the credit to his team, give the credit to the front office, Um, but he's got a really talented jazz squad right now. I think this is the most talented jazz team, top to bottom, that we've had at least since uh, the NBA Finals teams back in the 90s. I mean, this group is hungry, they are ready to go, and uh, they've got a fearless leader in Quinn Snyder, who I think is the most underrated head coach in the NBA. The um, Lakers getting that win last night uh, was pretty significant because Atlanta's been playing pretty well. I thought that was a really good win for the Lakers. Um, the Laker team's really good. I mean, they were really good last year. When you have two of the top you know, six guys on the planet on one team, it makes it really tough. But, man, man, they are tough to stop. Not even a courtside Karen could get a crack in at LeBron James. Uh, there was a fan ejected in that game last night uh, who claimed she was 25 I I really would be shocked if she was actually 25. Um, lost her mind over who knows what. LeBron actually played it fairly cool. He didn't even want her ejected by any means. Uh, you know, there was just some trash talking going on. And lady pulled her mask off, and the next thing you know, she's tossed and throwing a fit. But uh, really weird. The Lakers are really good. Um, I think that's, that's just something that we need to come to grips with uh, if you haven't already. It's a really good team, really deep team. That that's maybe been some of the problems with some of LeBron's teams um, in the past is his depth is comprised of old veterans at the very end of their careers. You know, the Ray Allens and richard Lewis's, Sean Marion, Mike Miller, those kind of guys. You don't. Marcus Saul is really the only older older veteran left on this team. You kind of had Rondo in that role last year. I guess you could say Jared Dudley, but Jared Dudley doesn't even crack the rotation. Because, look, you added Dennis Schroeder and you added Montres Herald, two guys who are still fairly young and fairly in their prime. Uh, that's something I think that's really important. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope's still very much in his prime, and you were able to bring him back. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's continuing to get better. Really, your only older guys on the team are that are. Uh, and you can argue if LeBron's really past his prime. I think physically, uh, okay, physically LeBron's past his prime. There's no doubt there. Mentally, I don't think LeBron's ever been stronger than he is right now, and this is the perfect roster to do that. I mean, it's him, Wes Matthews, and Marcus Saul are really the only older, older guys on this team. You could argue Markeith Morris, you know, is a bit of an older player as well. Um, Not too much older than Anthony Davis, though. And uh, a lot of these guys in their primes – and that's, that's perfect time for LeBron. LeBron's never really had much of that. Um, Kyrie and Kevin Love. Kevin Love eh, was still somewhat in his prime. Kyrie was just getting into his prime. He only had two years of prime Dwayne Wade. And Chris Bosh was Chris Bosh. Really good. Don't get me wrong. Chris Bosh was phenomenal, but I think that's one key thing. He's got a lot of guys in his prime on this Lakers squad. And quite frankly, this is the most fun I've seen LeBron have, uh, in a while. Um, which, you know, the dude does have a contagious smile. You can't uh, get behind that. But the Lakers are really good, um, really impressed with them. Uh, you know, it kills me as a Jazz fan to say that, but they're they a really good team. Uh, news coming out of Golden State with James Wiseman's injury. That's actually a pretty big injury for Golden State. They don't have a ton of depth. That, you know, that's what made those Golden State teams so dangerous early on with Steph and Clay. It wasn't, you know... And don't get me wrong, it was Steph Clay, Draymond, Andre Godala, Harrison Barnes, those guys. But it was the role guys, it was the Andrew Boguts and the Leandro Barbosas that really made those early teams go. The Sean Livingstons, you know, before Kevin Durant got there and things became just impossible, that's what made them so good was, okay, you want to try and shut down Steph? We've got Clay. You want to try and shut down both of them? We've got other guys that have been in clutch situations and and been able to do that before, so this is a it's very similar to what the, the situation the Lakers are in right now, and uh, this is a big injury for them because Wiseman's he proved me wrong I really didn't think James Wiseman was going to be that great of a player but he's actually a really good center for the Warriors man I really really like James Wiseman uh, he's got a chance to be a really really good player for them uh, and they're lucky it's only for you know, a little more than a week that he's expected to be out in just a sprain and not a break. The fact that he tried playing through it was pretty significant. Um, He's kind of the future of the Warriors right now. He runs the floor really well. He can put the ball on the floor. He can shoot it. He can step out and defend. Uh, This was a really good pick by Golden State, Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they fare without him moving forward. Going to see a little more Kevon Looney, which, (laughs) don't get me wrong, Kevon Looney's a serviceable center, but He's not the reason Golden State was winning championships by any means. A good player, but I'm not not quite uh not quite what what you were expecting. Uh, Oklahoma in college basketball. I thought Oklahoma always does this every year. They're slightly overrated. Um they'll go on a random winning streak and then they'll go on a random losing streak. And don't get me wrong, Texas Tech's really good. That that's a tough that's a tough match, and I did pick Texas Tech to win last night. Um but it just seems like Oklahoma does this to us every year. They go on a four or five game winning streak against some really good teams because they do play in a really good conference and they they do play well and they do deserve to get in the tournament most years. But I don't know. I was never really high on Oklahoma getting into the top ten. Texas Tech has got a chance to be really, really good moving forward. I think they're a little bit more of a consistent base team and uh, that definitely showed last night. And How about Drake being in the top 25? It's been 13 years since they were in the top 25. And if I remember correctly, Kyle Corver's brother was on that Drake team. I could be wrong on that. But uh, if I remember right, shout out to Drake. And you got to love these mid-majors that are heating up right before March Madness. Just the fact that we're going to have a March Madness tournament this year. Just just unbelievable. Um, And the the story with Shaka Smart is really interesting. If we go back to Oklahoma, the fact that he was frustrated that they played the game without him, without a couple of their players. And it's like, Look, if you got enough to go, it's a day and age. We're not going to have time to make up every single game. So that's why I'm interested to see what happens with this BYU situation Because uh, against San Diego simply because we're starting to get to the point where we're running out of room to reschedule games. And uh, I get Shaka's frustration with that, not being able to coach Texas against Oklahoma. It's a rivalry game. Oklahoma is on a roll. Texas is really good. Uh, they're They're definitely a contending team. I don't know if they're as good as Gonzaga or Baylor, but they're very good. We'll find out tonight with uh, Texas and Baylor. But uh I I get Shaka's frustration, but I I don't see how how much val uh, how much you can take it past just being frustrated. Um and that's just something that's that's simply gonna happen. And something that I uh really am surprised it's taken us this long, and I guess simply just because players finally arrived in Tampa for the Super Bowl yesterday, uh Robinson and Kilgore dealing with the COVID tests. Does that really matter that much? I don't know that Robinson's having COVID is going to make too big of a difference for Patrick Mahomes in this receiving core. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Tyree Kill. It's Travis Kelsey. Depth-wise, yeah, sure. I think if another one of those guys goes down, then maybe that makes a difference. But the Daniel Kilgore thing is something to really pay attention to because it doesn't seem like Eric Fisher is going to be able to go for the Chiefs because of an injury. Tampa Bay's got a pretty solid front rush, um, and that's going to be the key to the game. So if Ta- Daniel Kilgore's out, what does that mean for Kansas City? What does that mean for them trying to protect Patrick Mahomes? I, I, that, that was their one struggle they had last year against San Francisco in the Super Bowl was Mahomes didn't have enough time to throw it through the first couple quarters, and somehow that offensive line weathered the storm, and that's what got Kansas City back in the game was the offensive line picking things back up, getting the run game going and that opened up Mahomes to do what he does. So stinking well. Uh so that's that's the one I'd really keep an eye on uh, if you're an NFL fan. That Daniel Kilgore being out, that could be a huge huge difference maker for the game on Sunday. And don't worry, I'll give you my Super Bowl prediction coming up. Oh, we'll do that. We'll do that either on Thursday or on Friday. Haven't decided yet. Uh, interesting story about the USA basketball team going up against France. We could have a Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert matchup in uh, the first round of the Olympics. Considering both, I think Rudy's okay. Rudy is a lock for France. If Rudy Gobert does not make the French team and tries out and is fully healthy, I will shave my head for a whole year because there is no way they're going to cut Rudy Gobert from that team. Donovan, it's going to depend, as mentioned, on on uh, what. What kind of what kind of players are still playing in the NBA playoffs? Secretly, I kind of hope Donovan doesn't play on this Olympic team because that means the Jazz are really far into the playoffs, and that's kind of the goal of this team, right? I know Rudy really wants a chance at a medal for France, and you know I know Joe wants to do some great things for the Australian national team, but they you know they say all the time our goal is to win a championship, and I don't think that's uh, that's too far fetched. Really glad the Jazz are playing tonight, by the way. I uh, was a little worried about that with Detroit having a false positive. It, oh, it turned out to be a false positive yesterday. Uh, so their game against Denver got canceled. Um, Detroit's an interesting team. The Jazz just made them look silly for the most part when they played in Detroit. But they recently have beaten Phoenix and Cle- or not Cleveland, the Lakers, rather. Uh, so, Detroit's interesting because they've got a couple of early talented guys. They're a really weirdly constructed roster. I mean, Derek Rose is still there. Blake Griffin's still there, and they're still, you know, decent players. Uh, Jeremy Grant has been phenomenal, one of the front runners to win the uh, most improved player of the year. He, he obviously killed the Jazz in the playoffs last year for Detroit. So that, or for, he was on Denver at the time. So that's something to really keep an eye on tonight. But overall, the Jazz should win this game. They're healthy. Donovan's fully back. Uh, you're going to play a bad game once uh, if you're playing one bad game in out, one out of every twelve games. You're a really good team, and this Jazz team simply is that they're they're a really good team. Uh, and big congratulations, as mentioned, to Quinn Snyder. Just again, does not get enough credit for for what he does what he does there. Uh, Utes will preview Utah a little bit more to, in the next couple days in their matchup with Arizona State. We talked a little bit yesterday about how. Must um, how frustrating it's got to be to have multiple cancellations within, within your program, something that BYU hasn't had once. And now they're dealing with it again out at San Diego with another team uh, having to, having to do that. That's just really frustrating. It's got to be frustrating when you fly to San Diego. I can only imagine my, my former boss and mentor, Gregor Bell. He's got to be so frustrated flying to these places or being in the air, finding out the games are getting canceled. That, that can't be good or that can't be fun. Um, We'll also talk uh, coming up some Weber State basketball. They have kind of turned it on as of late. Uh, SUU was projected to win the Big Sky. Uh, Weber State's kind of starting to put some pressure. This would be a big game against Montana State uh, in Ogden on Thursday. And the Aggies trying to bounce back. They've had a couple tough series uh, as well. They were able to, after sweeping San Diego State, they split with Colorado State. Who's really good? Colorado State's really good. UNLV, that's a tough one. Uh, Aggies currently sitting on the bubble today. Based on uh, Joe Linardi's predictions, he has BYU currently as a nine seed. He does not have SUU or UVU uh, in the tournament at the moment. Let's go ahead and take a look at what's on the schedule tonight in the NBA. We've got Toronto visiting Orlando. That's a 5 p.m. tip. The Clippers visiting the Brooklyn Nets, 5.30 p.m. TNT, so you'll be able to watch that one tonight. Memphis visits Indiana at 6. Portland will visit Washington at 6.00. Boston visits Golden State at 8. That is a TNT broadcast. And the Jazz game is a little bit later tonight. Detroit visiting Utah. That is an 8 p.m. start. In Top 25 college basketball, we've got Baylor visiting Texas. That's at 5 p.m. on ESPN. Michigan at number 8 Iowa. That's 5 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Tennessee visits Mississippi. And that'll be at 5 p.m. on ESPN 2. Number 12 Illinois visits Indiana. That's a 7 p.m. tip. Number seventeen, West Virginia, Iowa State, five PM tip. Uh, Penn State visits nineteen, Wisconsin. That's on at uh, six thirty. Kansas State will visit number twenty three, Kansas, at six. And Purdue is still on schedule to play Maryland as of right now. That'll be at uh, four thirty PM on the Big Ten Network. Let's get into your picks for tonight NBA. I'm going to take Toronto over Orlando. Uh, With Eric Gordon out, the Magic just have too many injuries. They've got to blow it up uh, at some point. Orlando does. Clippers visiting Brooklyn. I'm actually going to take the Nets tonight. James Harden's back from an injury. I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. And I don't know why my gut feeling just says Brooklyn, but I'm going to take the Nets tonight. It wouldn't surprise me if the Clippers won, but I'm definitely taking Brooklyn. Memphis visits Indiana. The Pacers have been playing really well uh, overall. They had a tough loss the other night to Philly, but Malcolm Brogdon has been phenomenal for them, along with DeMontis Sabonis uh, hoping hoping that Karis Levert can get healthy from his uh, scary cancer incident, but uh, cancer-free already, so that's good for Karis. Portland visits Washington tonight. The Blazers had a tough loss in Milwaukee. Washington had a miraculous win against Brooklyn. I think this will be a fun one tonight. I'm going to go with the Blazers on the road in Washington. Boston visiting Golden State. Uh, Two tough injuries for both these teams. Marcus Smart being out for Boston and James Wiseman being out for Golden State. I think the Smart injury is too significant for Boston. It leaves Steph... Uh, One less guy to guard him and go off, so I'm going to go with the Warriors tonight. And Detroit at Utah, the Jazz should have no problem dealing with Detroit. Baylor visiting Texas, two versus six. Oh, this is a fun one. I'm going to go with the Bears. I just think Baylor and Gonzaga are in their own class. Uh, Texas is really good, but I'm still going to go with Baylor. Uh, I've got Iowa beating Michigan State. Uh, Iowa's ranked eighth. Michigan State is on a downward spiral. Uh, I've got a few buddies that are Spartan fans that won't like to hear that. I'm going to take number 11, Tennessee, over Mississippi. Uh, Miss Ole Miss, nothing too special. Illinois visiting Indiana. I actually like the Hoosiers tonight. I'm calling upset there. I got Indiana upsetting number 12, Illinois. 17th ranked West Virginia should beat Iowa State. I like Wisconsin over Penn State, even though the Badgers lost to Penn State earlier. Kansas has been struggling, but I'm going to take them over Kansas State. And I'll take Purdue over Maryland, although that should be a fairly entertaining game as well. Well, that's going to do it for Weekdays with Woke. We really appreciate you tuning in each and every day for your local sports as well as national headlines and how they affect us here in the state of Utah. We'll see you tomorrow. And don't forget to love one another.